Welcome to Kino Society. With Owen Shapiro. Today's guest is Donald Mowitz, one of the film industry's most sought-after makeup artists. He has served as makeup department head and designer on such films as The Fighter, Eight Miles, Sicario, Nightcrawler, Prisoners, Nocturnal Animals, Stronger, Blade Runner 2049, and as a personal makeup artist to Daniel Craig on Skyfall and Spectre. Recent work includes First Man and The Darkest Minds. Let's get to know everything about the makeup world to the film industry. So now, Donald, you're clearly a master on the makeup field, but how did you realize this was truly your passion? You know, I, I think it's um, it's definitely a passion. And I think that you just, I don't, I, I think the best way to explain it to people is when you, I think when you get to be quite good at something, I mean, <laughs> that's suggesting I'm good at it, but I think when you're young and you're starting in a particular craft, I think once you start to get a confidence, people tell you you're good. Um, and I think that's really what fuels that passion, you know, once you, you get a sense of it. So that's really the only way to describe it because I wouldn't have lasted for 35 years if I didn't have passion. It's, it's too hard. The film business is too hard for any job in it to last for 35 years if you don't love it. So it's always been a dream of yours, basically, to work in the film industry. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, I think I love films and I love them from a very early, early age, maybe more than most people, but it seems to be a common thread of most filmmakers will tell you whatever it was, seven, eight, nine, ten. For me, it was around probably seven or eight. And certainly by 12, 13, I knew I wanted to work in theater or movies or TV. So, uh, yeah, I would say it was a dream and, and I didn't believe it was... Um, I guess as many young people don't believe it's a reality until it becomes a reality because it's so far removed from the way I grew up or, you know, the uh, environment I was in. I never knew anybody who worked. Well, I did actually. I knew a sound, a very good sound mixer that lived next door. So I knew it was a real business. Does that make sense? You meet people who actually, you know, because everybody's got a parent who's a nurse or a teacher or a doctor, or, you know, a mailman or a hairdresser, but you never meet anybody who's in the film business till you meet them. So let's now deepen on your work. Could you describe, describe exactly what a makeup designer is? Well, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's not really self-explanatory because I think a lot of people um, see those shows on television like Face Off or the reality shows, I think, which are, you know, highly uh, fabricated. I, I think a makeup artist is, I mean, is in a sense, and a makeup designer is more somebody who conceptualizes, can go to a director and the producer and, and be able to present, having read the script, uh, an analysis of the characters, maybe drawings, photographs, references to say, you know, we're doing, is this what you're looking for? Is he this person that looks scruffy and terrible? Or is it this person? Does she look, you know, does she look like a secretary from Queens or, you know, I mean, it's all in stereotypes, isn't it? So I'd say that's really um, what the job is. And of course, then you have to be able to do the actual makeup. So whether it's beautiful or, you know, mess up, beat up, you've got to be able to do it all and, or at least aspects of it. So prosthetics, uh, you know, so I, I kind of uh, work a little bit in everything. 
but that would be the job. As you work up in the industry, you start as a junior, you work mostly with the background or crowd, then you maybe do second unit. When I started, it used to be you worked theater, went to television, commercials went to feature films. And it's still very similar to that, but commercials were the entry point into feature films because they were film and television was considered, you know, more videotape uh, except film television shows. So that's a whole other story. But yeah, the job is you're there to help the actor and director tell the story. You are there as a kind of a, it's not ancillary. You're there to really, you perform a craft that is cohesive. It's part of the storytelling, the way the costume is or the props or anything else. I think we're just a bit more intimate because we work so close so, with the actor. Um, how much of it would you say is the director's vision? How much would you say is the vision of the makeup artist? I work with certain directors uh, who I know, who I think have a very definitive very distinct style, which I like. I like it when it's their vision, they're in charge, that's their thing, because there's no, there's no room for mistakes. I think I also work with people who are extremely collaborative, who it's a little bit of what I think, what they think. Sometimes that can go awry. Sometimes too many people can be involved. But I like collaborative. I, I like working with Denis Villeneuve very much because it's collaborative, but it's also insightful and he makes you work. He challenges you to do very good work and try something that you may not necessarily think is a great idea. Um, so it's a little terrifying. Uh, I've worked on jobs where they don't, the director's not that interested in the makeup and that's okay. They might be a director who's more interested in the writing and, and it, it's like cinematography or sound. Every director is different. Some are focusing on things that don't involve, or they don't want it to be part of what they're doing. They just rely on your expertise to do what you do, and you're invisible, which I also don't mind because sometimes I feel like it's the highest form of respect where people let you do your job. Um, many of us in my job feel that the newer generation of filmmakers are a little either too indifferent or they're getting out of their lanes too much and people are you know jumping around in other people's areas too much um, which is never a good sign to me what's the difference between a makeup designer and a makeup artist well the makeup artist will be part of the team uh, the makeup designer is the head of department. So in the U.S., we usually say makeup department head. It's shifting a little to the European standard of makeup designer, which is a more British uh, term. Um, I think that's become, it is slowly shifting. We used to be called the key makeup, and now the key makeup is the assistant department head. It's The business has changed tremendously of what we're calling people, which a lot of it comes from our unions, a change, generational change. Um, I think moving, like even things like new media, I never heard of, but that's a real term of new media for certain types of TV shows, I guess, on the internet. So makeup designer, makeup, art, makeup artist is part of the team, a working member of the team who is assigned. The makeup artist is not uh, responsible to speak to the director or cinematographer or producer, only the HOD or designer would be, uh, that would be their job. The key is the next person under the HOD. 
So going back to your role in a movie, could you describe a typical day in the life of a makeup artist, I mean, designer? Well, it's a hard, you know, it's a very hard life because it's, um, you're in before most people. I think only transport are in before us. So makeup, hair are the first ones in, last ones out. Um, a lot of preparation. You might start, your call time might be 4 a.m. You might have to leave home at 2.30 or 3 in the morning. Um, you could be on early days. You could be on nights where you're starting at 6 p.m. Um, starting at 6 p.m., working till 6 a.m. Uh, then the next day you're starting early. So it's a very hard, I can't say it's an easy job because it's not. And filmmaking in general is not for sissies. I mean, you have to be tough. You have to have a lot of, um, you have to be enthusiastic, but you need to have a lot of stamina. Uh, because the hours are killer. They're just killer. And and it doesn't get easier, I would say. So the days are, you know, you can start a day. A short day for me is 12 hours. I'm really happy to work. I love where they pick me up. If I'm staying on location, they pick me up at the hotel. At, perfect for me would be 7 a.m. Get back to the hotel at 8 or 9 p.m. I'm very happy. When I get back at 11 p.m., I'm, I'm miserable and I start to get cranky. Um, but that's a typical day. We work very hard, I think. A lot of pressure, a lot of stress, but I think most of us love it. So is there a specific procedure that you follow when doing a director's makeup? Well, no, every movie, you know, it it's, depends on the character, on the actor. Uh, I've been on films where it's very quick. It's very, we're doing the most basic corrective makeup on a leading man or leading lady. And it's so simple. I mean, it takes 20 minutes, half an hour. It just makes them look better and then you're doing something more complicated with continuity or the film is shot out of sequence not chronologically so you're always having to reference notes or pictures of what you did or mud or dirt or blood and you know um but every day is different which is the beauty of it why people love i think the industry because unless you're on a tv series um most of the time you're doing something different every job most of it is following the rules of the director well i mean yeah i don't think it's rules i mean i think you're following um i don't know you could be doing something like 1917 my good friend naomi dunn designed the makeup brilliant but that was hard i mean that was following um, uh, a set look in a chronological order, but not shot chronologically, having hundreds of people ready with all the mud and dirt and wounds and be prepared all the time to shoot. Or you could be on something like a comedy where you're doing... Is there any makeup style that you like doing most? I probably like working in things based in reality. Um, so, for instance, I like things like Blade Runner 2049. Um, because I, I love the look, I love the style of it. I like the, there's just something about it for me that I tend to like, uh, we used to call it cinema verite or docudrama. I like things that are based in reality. I'm, I'm not a fantasy guy. I have colleagues who do brilliant work on things that I would never work on and that's better for them. But we all have things we're known for. Uh, I don't work in caricature or comedies very much. It's not what I really enjoy. I've done a few, like years ago with Eminem, I did a couple of his music videos that were very heavy makeup caricature, like We Made You. But it, it's it was fun. It's very challenging, but it's not really in my wheelhouse, like people say. 
SNL is not really in my wheelhouse, but I've gone and worked there before. Uh, but I like things more like Prisoners or Sicario or, um, you know, I'm just thinking of another movie, Nocturnal Animals, uh, Nightcrawler is one of my favorites. Things that are based on real people that I can reference and, and or recreating a world rather than recreating something that was already created, if that makes sense. Um, so... I used to love period films, but now I'm not as interested in them because I feel like you're just recreating a look rather than creating a new look. Did your long and successful career, you have participated in a lot of well-recognized films, and I'm curious to see if you have undergone this situation. An actor, actress, or even the director is not happy with their look that you have just finished doing. How do you respond? Well, I mean, it happens, I, I, I'm proud to say not very often, but it does happen, especially when you're starting out. You know, I, I think it's a very difficult, you know, it's a, I think what's very difficult to explain to people outside of this is that you have to separate, you have two, sometimes you have an actor who's an actor, actress, whatever. And then you have somebody who's a personality. And sometimes when someone's a personality, playing themselves can be more difficult because they have a expectation to look good or to look better than they actually look. And that's a tremendous pressure. And then you have people who want to look a character. So that's really more exciting for me. But I have had it where somebody doesn't agree or they think, or they don't even give you the opportunity. They tell you what they want. And that's maybe their prerogative. I'm not so interested to work on those films. Uh, pardon me, I've, I've seen friends of mine have to work on films. They have no input. And I think it's very demoralizing. Um, because then you think, why don't I just go work at a bank? Uh, if I have to work this way, but it, you know, the business is also very corporate. So you have a side. I learned that a lot in television when I used to do movies of the week, which they don't really make anymore. But when I started, we had all these NBC, CBS, even HBO starting um, where there was a lot of input from the studio, how people had to look. And this is tremendous pressure for makeup, hair, costume designer, because it's the way they look. It's selling a product. And that was, for me, very demoralizing. Um, other people love it. So it's like doing commercials. You have to love to do that. Um, but yeah, I've had people say, I don't want to do that. I'm not interested in that. And you go, okay, let's try something else. And sometimes you, you're exasperated and go, listen, I don't know what to do. I've tried five different things, but I'm very happy to say I very rarely have had that. So to wrap up your vision on your own profession, what is, in your opinion, the most, quality, the most important quality in a makeup artist or designer who is inside the film industry? Every time you read a script, every time you meet a director, every time you meet, meet an actor, you have to see between the lines. You have to read between the lines, anticipate does the character need this? Does the character have that? You have to ask the questions and be prepared. The director, you never say no. You want to always be saying yes. So can I make him look like this? Can we make her look younger, older, better, prettier, you know, beat up? You have to be prepared to answer that, that question. Um, and I think the most important thing is the anticipation and being prepared. You have to know what you're working on. 
You have to do the research. What films is the director looking at? What is his or her inspiration? So you ask questions, you be prepared, you, you do the homework before you walk in there. So you should know, you know, are you doing this type of film or that type of film? Do you have any films in particular that you think really influenced you or your love of cinema? Yeah, I, I would say um, when I was very young, I, obviously The Exorcist, because uh, uh, Dick Smith was brilliant, genius, probably the most important makeup artist of our lifetime or my lifetime. And he died a few years ago. But I think that what he set on movies like Taxi Driver, those makeup designs and applications, Taxi Driver, uh, Amadeus, um, Oh my God, I mean, Exorcist were stupendous. Then there were people like Wally Schneiderman who did The Elephant Man. Uh, I'm gonna say Barry Lyndon because the period makeups were exquisite. Barry Lyndon is one of my favorite films. I saw it when I was, I'll tell you, I remember, I was in grade six and I saw it and I remember, I was probably the only child in the audience, but it was so, beautiful and impeccably well done and uh ann brody who is still around ann brody lives in england now she must be well into her 80s i i thought her work was exquisite i thought the makeup was exquisite the hair the milano milena canadero about the best costume designer living uh did those costumes were it's just a perfect film, I think Amadeus, but there's also a lot of modern films I've loved, you know, The Wrestler and things that were really well done. But uh, I get inspiration every once in a while. There's a film you go, I can't get over how well done that was. And The Godfather, the makeup is amazing. Last of the Mohicans, I mean, there's so many, but I just think of Barry Lyndon as the one, as a young person, I look back at going, that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, Barry Lyndon's also one of my favorite movies as well. It's one of the most, in terms of cinematography as well, one of the most gorgeous movies I've seen, if not the most gorgeous. Amazing. And they don't make films like that now because it's too expensive and it's too detailed. And you film, you do a film like that in Europe or in Ireland or the UK. It's very, very costly. The costumes, the makeup, the, the amount of people to do the work you see is very... We don't see that very often. So it's very impressive for what, 1975, 76? All right. So now that you've built a steady career in the film industry as a makeup designer, what's next for you? Do you have any projects coming up? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start a little thing um, here in LA um, with my old friend Antoine Fuqua directing with Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, we're going to shoot here in LA a very quick kind of COVID movie, very quick, very limited cast. Uh, yeah, it's gonna, there's a couple things coming up. So, you know, we're, we're um, trying to reinvent ourselves a little, how we're gonna make films in the pandemic for the duration, however long. So it's exciting and Jake is an old friend of mine. We've done many films together. I've worked with Antoine before. It's kind of nice, so right here in LA, um, we're gonna shoot very briefly. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. All right. So finally, where can my listeners find and connect with you? Uh, I think people should go to Instagram. I'm always um, doing something on Instagram. I work with a lot of youth programs here in L.A. for BAFTA L.A. So people can find me. I'm always doing something outreach. If people are 
uh, in the United Kingdom. I'm with uh, the British Film Institute, BAFTA, London, uh, with the uh, mentors program. It's called BAFTA Crew. So people can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. I'm trying to be very modern and be on everything. Uh, so yeah, check me out on Instagram. Uh, yeah, that's basically the best way to find me. And I'm always up to something. So if it's not filming, I'm involved in something else. Donald, thank you so much for your time. And that's all. That is all for today. Don't forget you can subscribe to Kino Society on iTunes and Spotify. Okay, everybody. Take care. Thank you for having me. Stay safe, as everybody says, but really everybody stay safe. Thank you so much. Bye.